Hi everyone, it's Joyce. I just wanted to say that I hope you're keeping safe, healthy, and hanging in there. Sending love your way and my thoughts are with you. Throw your expectations out the door because because there's no like, you know, right way to live your life. And you just never know what's gonna happen. Hello beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey there, Joyce Baton here and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Drew Rue. Drew is the founder of Hero Cosmetics. Hero Cosmetics is a consciously clinical acne care company that has sold over 2 million acne patches. It is also known as the holistic solution for your skin's entire healing journey. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Drew. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to finally meet you. But of course, when this is all over, I'm gonna, I'd love to meet you in person. Likewise. And, you know, we were supposed to do this in person, but um, obviously <laughs> with everything going on, we weren't able to, but hopefully sometime in the future. Yes, definitely. A second episode is always in order. So you have such an incredible backstory. You were able to achieve in a year what most entrepreneurs who are starting out only, you know, dream of, and that is hit the 1 million mark in just, you know, probably like a year. Uh, did your background, such as going to the right school, going to the right job and company and having the right connections shape this? I think connections definitely uh, helped. So like, you know, starting out, um, when we started out with Hero Cosmetics, like in my mind, sort of the million dollar mark was already always sort of that hurdle of, because uh, I had heard like, if you can pass a million dollars, that's sort of when you, um, you've kind of like almost made it as like a startup or that's where you know that you really have something. Um, but I think a lot of it was, yeah, like having the right connections, knowing certain people, but also just having, uh, I think the, like the thick skin and the guts to like, just pitch cold pitch anyone and everyone and know how to sell your product and idea. Um, Cause I mean, uh, we had launched on Amazon um, and that was like a really big channel, but um, but we also got into retail really fast. And so when we got into retail, that was a lot of me like just cold pitching uh, retailers. So I had cold pitched like a bunch of people um, uh, anywhere from like Urban Outfitters to Anthropology to, I don't know, a lot of other retailers. And uh, I think that cold pitching really went a long way. Um, and that's how we got into retail. And that's also how, um, you know, we were like, that's also part of the reason why we're able to hit the million dollar mark that first year. Yeah, I, I know that even without any re previous relationships with certain retailers, it's just really you like nonstop cold pitching them, right? Yeah, I mean, and you, I think, um, you know, one of the most important skills to have as a founder is to know how to sell because you really have to sell to anybody and everybody. You're selling to potential investors, you're selling to potential employees, to potential buyers at different retailers, uh, to the press. Like I pitched a lot of um, press publications as well. And so knowing how to pitch and knowing how to sell, I think is, I think it's a really important skill. What would you say, uh, what would your tip be in getting their attention? Because you know, I know that a lot of people don't, who are reading these emails don't have the time. They are getting a lot of pitches. What is that one line that would catch their attention? 
Um, I think if you can lead with, I mean, we didn't do this, but I, what I've realized is if you can lead with like a really nice uh, hook. So for example, like one thing that we use now is we sell a box of Mighty Patch every 30 seconds. Mm. And so that sort of thing really, I think, um, piques people's interest and gets people sort of hooked. Um, so like, for example, in your subject line, it could be, you know, get the product that's selling every 30 seconds or, um, a lot of times in my pitch emails, I put photos and images in there to give people like a nice visual because reading an email that's just like all copy versus uh, an email that has like some nice imagery in there, I think makes a big difference as well. Um, and even just like, you know, it's like simple things like organizing your email yeah. so that like you have like easy bullet points to read um, and then really just showcasing like um, the points of differentiation and why your pro like why they need your product, what makes your product so great. I think those are all things that you need to hit on. And I think one of the most simple but important points is that they should be personal because I've noticed there are a lot of cut and paste and they fail to even edit out like probably like a previous companies they've sent it to or like it just yeah. it's clearly just like a template that they didn't even bother to at least adjust you know, to the person yeah. that they're sending it to. <laughs> I, I agree. And then these days I get emails from people where uh, when I look at who it's from, I can tell they're using some kind of um, like a Salesforce or some kind of um, uh, software where they're like, man, you know, they're just like spitting out random emails. So, um, so yeah, I totally agree. I think the more it's personalized, the, the better. Okay, yeah, great tips. So I understand Hero Cosmetics started out as a test product in Amazon. What was the idea behind this? Um, well, I knew, I had a hunch that introducing hydrocolloid acne, acne patches to the US market would do, that it would do really well in the US if someone had uh, introduced them to the market and also did the education and marketing support. And then for us, Amazon was really the, uh, it's, it was kind of the easiest place to see if this hunch uh, would play out in the market. So, you know, thinking about it, like you have access to hundreds of millions of consumers on Amazon pretty immediately. Um, it's pretty quick to set up. Um, you know, they will do your fulfillment. So you don't have to find a through PL. You can just ship your product to uh, Amazon. They will fulfill it for you. And so it was pretty easy to start. Uh, to start up on Amazon and uh, and for us like we wanted to prove out product market fit pretty quickly um, and also we were bootstrapped so it's not like we had millions of dollars to uh, create our website and uh, create a website from scratch or uh, spend so much money on uh, acquisition so for us Amazon really made a lot of sense and then um, yeah we launched uh, we launched in September 2017 I started driving a lot of marketing and traffic to that page and then we sold out pretty quickly, like within, I don't know, probably like 90 to 100 days, we sold out of our first uh, wow. order. Wow, that's amazing. So I feel like you just really got to do your best with that, like, I guess, starting out with like low capital, especially like you don't have like a grand team to do like your marketing. Um, yeah. I understand that in the first place that you did your own marketing, you just, you know, paid I because I, I did some research about you and it's like such an amazing story that you did like you use some tools like I guess like a website where you sign up or a subscription where you have access to um PR people yeah. and as well as influencers uh -huh. and bloggers so that's really yeah. amazing I feel like you just have to be resourceful when you're by yourself yeah. in the beginning 
Yeah, because there's no one to do it. I mean, unless you have, you know, you have funding or other resources, it's like, it's just you and you have to make it work somehow. And just because you have a product doesn't mean it's going to sell. Like you have to let people know about your product. And so, you know, what are the ways that you're going to do that and how can you do it cost effectively? And for us, earned media was really important early on. So PR and influencers were like our two main strategies early on. So yeah, so I was pitching uh, a lot of people and I remember like one of our first press mentions was an Into the Gloss. Um, I think that was like January, 2018. I was so excited uh, that we were in Into the Gloss because I, I definitely read that, uh, that, that site. And, um, and, and like the impact on our sales like was very, was noticeable immediately. Like that day we saw a sales spike and I knew it was from the Into the Gloss article. Um, so anyways, that was where like I had the proof that PR really, it can really be a sales, sales driver. And so uh, PR was a really important strategy for us early on. It's amazing. So this June is actually Acne Awareness Month. And to kick it off, you have a new product. Uh, talk to me about this and what this it means for Hero Cosmetics. Yeah, I mean, this this year is a year uh, full of innovation for us. So far, we we had um, different variations of our hydrocolloid acne patch um, for the past, like, probably two years, two and a half years. And then this year, we're starting to introduce a lot of uh, new products where we, you know, one of the goals of the company is we want to make products and solutions for the entire life cycle of the pimple. So not So not just before and during, but also after, because after... Like, I don't know about you, but when I, after I get a breakout, I always get the hyperpigmentation that just lingers for a really long time. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and so yeah, and it's, it's like stubborn and it's really, uh, it takes a long time for it to go away. And so that's the product that we're coming out with in June in honor of uh, June Acne Awareness Month. It's a microneedle patch um, made with brightening agents like niacinamide, tranexamic acid, vitamin C. Uh, and then the needles, what they do is they, they go a little bit under your skin and then they deliver and dissolve the active ingredients uh, to the source of the problem. And so this one is made uh, purposely for hyperpigmentation and dark spots. Oh my God, that's exciting because I definitely do have that issue. It's like, even if it's just like the tiniest pimple or even just blackhead, but if I pick on it, cause I'm, you know, it's just so hard to not pick, you know, sometimes that's really the issue, right? Um, yeah. I do get a scar easily. And I think it's just also like my type of skin tone, little things mm -hmm. will just affect me and scar me. So I'm very excited to try this out. And I know, yeah, yeah I understand that. I understand you also guys have a an Instagram filter that you'll be launching. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like the whole campaign concept is um, hashtag two brighter days. And so what the product does is it brightens your dark spots. And then uh, we wanted to take that idea a little bit further and really add some like positivity out there because, you know, it's like it's been kind of dark times for a little while. And um, so what we're doing is we're coming out with four filters on Instagram that are just like fun to use that really highlight um, self-confidence and, uh, you know, that just sort of like add some brightness to, uh, to your little selfie. Um, and so that's launching June 4th. And the idea is we want people to use them, um, you know, talk about like their acne journey, the skin journey, you know, we all recognize that it's, a, it's, you know, a work in progress. It's not like a destination. 
Um, and so we, yeah, we hope people use it and we hope that even, you know, by using it that they feel confident and better about themselves because we have some really fun ones actually that are like really, uh, I think great in terms of like showcasing, um, just people and how awesome people are. You have such amazing ingredients like tranexamic acid, beta glucan, and Hero Cosmetics is known as um, consciously clin a consciously clinical brand. So, what does this mean, and what are the typical acne treatment ingredients that Hero Cosmetics doesn't have? Yeah, so consciously clinical. What it means to us is so clinical. Uh, we want to use um, like the you know highest act active levels of um, of ingredients so that uh, all our products can be efficacious. Because our products, because we're in acne care, like our products, I mean, they have to work. And I think that's why people really love Mighty Patch is because it really does work and you can like, you can see it working because you can see the pest on the patch. Um, and so that's like a philosophy that we want to weave through all our products. Like, they, you know, uh, ingredients and all that, like it has to be at a level where it's going to be efficacious. Uh, so that's sort of like the clinical part. And then the conscious part, um, you know, we ban over 220 ingredients. We don't use a lot of the kind of known nasties, I guess, like parabens and um, like petroleum-based product ingredients or uh, uh, phthalates or things like that. And so, um, and so it's kind of like our definition of being clean, I guess. Um, so uh, instead of saying we're like clean, clinical, we say that we're consciously clinical. And the idea is we want to be really transparent and careful with everything that we put into our products and make sure that um, they not only work, but that they, uh, that they are, you know, to some degree, like good for you. Um, and don't, um, you know, don't um, harm your skin more than they help because I've used a lot of acne products that have harmed my skin um, because they were so drying and so harsh. Um, and, and so, for example, one of the ingredients that we don't use is benzoyl peroxide. Um, uh, and so we prefer to use, you know, when we do use ingredients like that, we use ingredients at like lower levels um, because I actually find, a, you know, a lot of the kind of acne care 1.0 products that have ingredients like that, they're just, they're just too harsh. It's too much. And it's, um, yeah, I find that it does more harm than good. Yeah, sometimes they're so harsh and aggravating that they even make your acne or you break out even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. that's what I've noticed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get the redness, the flakiness, the dryness. And so, uh, yeah, all our products, we're going to be super gentle and we're going to focus on healing. And it's crazy that no one, uh, you know, as we've been sort of evolving the brand and, and thinking about our products, kind of crazy to me that no, like no brand has addressed the various stages because usually like before it's only been really prevention and treatment. So prevention was always like cleanser, toner, moisturizer, and then treatment was always like a salicylic acid or sulfur-based or benzoyl peroxide-based uh, treatment, like a white cream. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, so we're trying to be a lot more thoughtful about what we make, um, you know, and we recognize that there is that life cycle of the pimple. Um, and so we are trying to address every every moment so that people can feel a lot more confident about themselves. No, I love it. Yeah. We are experiencing an unprecedented time right now. And how is Hero Cosmetics adjusting and how are you leading as a founder? Yeah, I mean, uh, 
thankfully, I think we have a lot going for us that that helped us sort of ride ride out the storm, if you will. So I think um, our price points are a lot more accessible than, for example, a luxury brand. And then in terms of channel strategy, we are in a lot of like we're like our biggest channels are quote unquote essential retailers. Um, and so that has helped us a lot as well. Um, but I mean, you know, for us, uh, thankfully we're a small company and we're really nimble. So we've been able to be really nimble where we, um, we were looking at, uh, you know, we were looking at costs, saving, like places where we could cut costs, places where we could economize, places where, um, you know, we could do more with less. Um, but actually, like we, for the most part, we sort of just kept kept on our strategy of launching new products and expanding our distribution, and then um, and that served us really well. Um, you know, we are profitable, so we have we have cash in the bank, and that, of course, uh, I think for any business right now is uh, a top priority, uh, also for us. And then in terms of leadership, I mean, we're. Uh, I mean, I work from home. I work from Paris. That's I live in Paris, and so I usually have a oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, I have a quote unquote long commute to New York because I usually go to New York once a month, um, and I haven't been able to travel. But for me, like working from home, I've been used to it. But I know for my team, and we're I think thirteen now. Um, I think for some of them, the adjustment has been hard. And so as a company, like we've been trying to do things like we opened a suggestion box so that we could. Uh, get ideas from people about how to improve sort of this like work from home dynamic. Um, we gave everyone a thousand dollar stipend so that they could set up their office, their home office to be more comfortable, like get a, you know, a comfortable chair, get a big monitor, get a ergonomic keyboard or, you know, whatever you need. Um, and, and then, you know, we're trying to do a lot more with regular check-ins just so, you know, we're always in constant communication because, um, you know, I think working from home can make you feel sort of isolated. You don't have that like interpersonal mm -hmm. dynamic. So, yeah, I mean, we're still trying to figure it out. We don't know how long the kind of um, lockdown, I guess, is going to last in New York. Most of the team is based in New York. Um, but also, you know, we're making it, you know, work from home with go to, going to the office optional after the shelter in place um rules sort of lift so yeah i mean it's been kind of i mean i think it's been a weird uh kind of crazy time for everybody so we're just trying to adapt to people's needs as as you know as we see them change yeah living in paris how's the situation there right now because i mean us you know here in america we are only probably just breeding use, which is sometimes not the entire story. How's the situation there like right now? Uh, we reopened starting May 11th. I mean, I think France is like in terms of uh, number of cases and deaths, I think it's like number, it's like number four behind US, maybe Italy and like, I don't know, maybe Spain. Um, but I have to say the reopening has been really nice uh, just because now we can, you know, we can kind of walk around more freely and the weather is really nice. And, uh, and, and it's just nice also just to have the life back in the city, you know, like it was really sad walking around Paris when it was just dead and no one was around and there were no cars. So 
now we have a little bit more life back in the city, so that's really nice. Um, and so far, I think the, the cases are still pretty low, like hospitalizations and ICU patients. Um, they're all sort of trending down still, so that's good. So there's no spike, even though we've reopened yet. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll see how things continue. But um, yeah, it's been really nice to have like a sense of normalcy back again. Um, uh, still, restaurants and bars are now open, so we're waiting to see what the government's going to say about that. Um, uh, but in some ways, it doesn't change that much because a lot of things, like things to do are still closed, like restaurants and bars are still closed, museums are still closed. Um, so even like on the weekends, it's, you know, my husband and I will be like, oh, what should we do this weekend? And there's just, there isn't like that much to do. You can't go to a movie theater. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But, uh, we go for a lot of walks. Yeah, I think it's just like having just, you know, not being encaged or stuck at home is good and yeah. being able to like what you said, walk around, at least do a takeout of, you know, from your favorite restaurant and just see more people out. And of course, just, you know, be mindful and practice the physical distancing. I think, I think, you know, it, it is okay that we are also slowly opening because it's also happening here in the US. We are slowly opening. Yeah. And, and I think that's just really what people have to adjust to is like the new normal that we've always been, you know, speaking of, which is wearing masks, be mindful of like your distance and like, be you know, be aware of it, your own cleanliness. And I think in just general, like that's just really back to basics. And that's really, I think, how we're going to move forward. Yeah, it's funny because, um, like, you know, we're so sensitive about hygiene now. Like, you have to like, <laughs> use the hand sanitizer everywhere and wear your masks. And it makes me wonder, like, oh, my gosh, how gross were we before when, you know, we weren't <laughs> doing this? And so, I, yeah, I think about, like, planes differently and just, like, crowded spaces differently. And, like, yeah, it must have been a big jump back. <laughs> I know it's just it's so hard because it's like an ebb and flow because like they say it's also good to have a bit of germs in your body for like That's to strengthen your immune system so I think it's just like ugh, it's a lot of the, these ebb and flow and information that we just all have to like keep up with but that's good. I feel like, yeah, we really, I, I'm all for like opening up slowly and also with, you know, like your brand. We have to be all conscious about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy and it's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? I would say uh, eat well, sleep well, uh, exercise and throw expectations out the door. Um, and I think like probably the first three are pretty self-explanatory and, and I've been trying to do that a lot more um, uh, like in terms of eating well, like I um, I get like a kind of like a CSR veggie fruit box delivered every two weeks. And so that's been really nice because I get to support local farmers and then also eat um, uh, organic uh, fruits and veggies. And then also I get like a lot of vegetables that are um, that I no normally wouldn't buy. Like one day I got a uh, celery root. I didn't know what to do with it, but but it's fun <laughs> to like experiment. So yeah, I think eating well, obviously like it's, you have to nourish yourself, like food, you know, it should be a kind of um, uh, a way to nourish your body, not just like for enjoyment. Um, I think sleep is really important. I sleep, I'm a good sleeper actually. My husband is a terrible sleeper, but um, but that's where, you know, obviously that's where your body rejuvenates and um, and kind of like restores and heals itself. So I think mm -hmm. sleep is really, really important. I know a lot of people struggle with good sleep and probably 
they have during the lockdown, um, uh, just because there's a lot more anxiety and probably worry out there. But I think sleep is really, really important to get that like restorative um, time for your body and your mind. And then, you know, exercise also, I think is really important, just um, especially like now that we're all working from home, it's so much more sedentary because you might not have a commute or you're just, you know, maybe you can't, you literally can't go outside because, um, because of shelter in place borders. But I think any type of movement is really good for, um, you know, like circulation and, and um, you can get outside, like getting some vitamin D from the sun and just getting fresh air, I think is always great for mind, body, and soul. And then, and then I think, you know, throwing expectations off the door, um, kind of related to mental health, I guess, in a way, just because I feel like, um, you know, you just, I think when you have too many expectations, you get, you get tied to living a certain way, I guess, like, oh, I, you know, I'm like uh, 30 years old, like I, I should be like at this place in my career, or I should be married, and I should be having kids like by this age. And I feel like a lot of those expectations like can, can be really, they can like wear you down mentally and uh, just inside, like having those personal expectations of accomplishment, or I don't know, like life milestones. Um, and and then the problem is like if you don't if you haven't achieved them I feel like that that can really wear at you sort of mentally um, so yes and you know what I I always tell people like the one thing that's sure in life is that you you just don't know like you don't know what's going to happen um, and so that's definitely something that I live by that I find very freeing um, and I think it helps me yeah, stay more present. And um, I think, I think it helps from like a mental health standpoint as well. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that as like coming from an Asian background. My family is like, Oh, you're this age. How come you're not married yet? Oh, how come you don't have kids yet? I'm like, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, like, it, it makes people, it, I think it makes people feel like they haven't, like they're not normal, or they haven't, uh, like they're not quote unquote successful, I guess, yeah. because they haven't achieved certain things that society or yourself, like, you know, may have uh, put upon you to achieve. But, but really, you know what? I think everyone, everyone has their own timeline and everyone lives their own life. And uh, I mean, cause I, you know, also being Asian, Korean American, like obviously I've had those expectations as well. And so yeah, I just remember like really struggling with that, like, oh, why am I, you know, <laughs> not married, or why do I, you know, why do I not have kids yet, or why not, you know, and just seeing other people uh, live out sort of those expected um, outcomes, I guess, puts a lot of pressure on you. Um, and so, yeah, it's yeah, like even like, if you are very successful in all aspects of your other, other life, you feel like you're mm -hmm. still a failure because of just that one arena that you haven't yeah. ticked off. <laughs> exactly. So anyways, yeah, so I say uh, throw your expectations out the door because because there's no like, you know, right way to live your life and you just never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I totally agree. What is your hair, skincare, and makeup routine morning to night? Quickly include products. Hmm. Okay. So for my skincare, I always do double cleanse. 
Um, I always start with the oil cleanser because actually that has uh, really transformed my skin. I used to have, I used to like break out um, when I was living in Korea. And when I discovered oil, uh, oil cleansing and double cleansing, I like, I know I noticed rem uh, a remarkable difference in my skin. And I think it's because maybe my skin was just dirty before. I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, but I use the Shuamura uh, oil cleanser. Oh, I love um, that. Yeah, it's it's really good. So I use that, uh, and then I usually, well, I'm testing out uh, a bunch of different cleansers. Uh, and I'm not that picky about cleansers. I'll just use like whatever I have, just because it doesn't really spend that much time on my face, and I'm like, you know, I'm washing it off. So um, I have like a Korean foaming cleanser that I'm using right now. Um, I always, uh, I'm using the Inky List. Um, so I was mm. on this this trip with Marie Claire in October and then Inky List was a brand sponsor. So they gave us like all these products. They've been using their hyaluronic acid. They have this multi, multi uh, bionic product, which is, uh, I think it has a lot of um, like the good bacteria, uh, probiotics um, for, your, for your face and for your skin. And then I use an oil. Uh, so I use, there's a brand called Ven. So I've been using their red oil and then oh, I, I love Ven with the moisturizer. Yeah, mm -hmm. I know. They're such a great, they make great products. Um, and then the founder is really nice, Brian. Uh, for hair, I use, I've used, I mean, right now I use, um, I use them with French brands um, called uh, Le Petit Marseille. Marseille. Um, but then I've also used things like Function Of, which they do like personalized um, shampoos. And then I've used, I have a friend who has a, a brand called uh, Awa Hair Care. It's powdered shampoo. Oh, shampoo. I've had her on the podcast. I love Oh, you did? Yeah. 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 And it like lathers, it's like powder and then it lathers with water. So I use that. I think that's really cool. For body, um, there is a, um, I forget the name of the brand, but it's a body stone that I use because I'm trying to, you know, move more towards like clean products. And so for uh, body lotion, I've been using this body stone where it's like shea butter and I don't know, all these like oils, um, but in a, in a solid form. And so it's, it's actually kind of a stone. And then what you do is as you like put it all over your body, it melts with your, like the heat from your skin. It's different um, from like a bar soap because it's more like a stone. It's like a firmer uh, consistency. Consistency. Uh, similar consistency, but it's made out. Of, but it's like a moisturizer, and it's made out mm -hmm. of all these like butter, like cocoa butter uh, and shea butter, and like all these things. Um, and so that's really nice. Like I really, I really like using that on my body for a moisturizer. Um, and then for cl body cleanser, I use Waleda. Because um, again, I'm trying to like move towards more like clean products, and Waleda I think is a they make really great products. I I love their like moisturizers and I love the cleansers. Um, yeah, that's kind of those are some of the products that I use. That's great. So, what is something exciting in store for you and or Hero Cosmetics? Oh gosh, well we are launching a lot of new products this year. Uh, so, so we're, I mean, we already launched in January with Micropoint for Blemishes. In April, we launched um, our first non-patch product called Rescue Balm. In June, we'll be launching uh, Micropoint for Dark Spots. And then we have some more launches the back half of this year. So that's going to be really exciting. 
Um, we are launching in a bigger way with a major retailer starting in July. And then, um, so yeah, I mean, I think for us this year, it's, you know, it's just innovation and uh, expanding our distribution. Yeah, are you part of the innovation? Or like you also have yeah, like a yeah. team of like research and development and innovation? Both. I, um, I, started, I started doing it, it myself. Um, but I'm not a product developer and mm -hmm. I, as I was doing it, I realized it's, it's, it's quite a lot of work, mm -hmm. uh, and it's pretty tough, but, um, and then we hired someone, uh, she started in November of last year and she's been great. And then we just hired, um, someone else, uh, below her to kind of build out that team. And so the three of us, we work really closely to look at like different ingredient trends and different product categories, product formats. Um, you know, like we listen to like webinars just to like see what the trends are. And then we do a lot of research to figure out what we want to create. And obviously we ask our customers as well. So yeah, product innovation is definitely a key part of our strategy. Yeah, that's so exciting. So what are your social channels and where can they find to learn more about you and Hero Cosmetics? Sure. Our, so on social, you can find us at Hero Cosmetics. Uh, website is herocosmetics.com. For myself, um, on Instagram, it's just my name, Juru. Um, and, and then, oh, and then I'm also, yeah, it's like Instagram and then I'm also on Twitter. Those are some of the places you can find me. That's amazing. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Juru. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's so fun. It's always fun to chat about uh, anything and everything here with us. Yeah, for when you're in LA next, definitely. We're going to have you on the studio. Oh, yeah, that would be so fun. <laughs> I hope it comes sooner rather than later. Exactly. Well, thank you so much and see you soon. I had such a great time getting to know Hero Cosmetics founder, Juru. She is so sweet and I am just so excited to find out all the products that she'll be launching this year. I want to keep the conversation going, so feel free to reach me in my email and my Instagrams. My email address is team at hellobeauty.la. My Instagrams are joyceplatonmua and hellobeauty.la. Feel free to send me suggestions and topics that you want me to cover in the next episode. So stay tuned and talk to you soon.